Hi, so welcome back to another episode of Growing Pains. It's been so long since we last saw each other, huh? It's been like, what, two weeks? I've been in a little ruckus for the past two weeks. It has not been easy at all, but it's definitely something that I can handle because I'm a true believer that the universe never gives me something that I can't handle. It's about whether I'm willing to gather my resources or not and at this point I was I really had to look at my resources and really analyze what they can do how they function in order to help me get past through these little uh, humps throughout the week even I'm like oh god I'm like starting to blank out even while I'm talking into my phone um, but this week has well for the past two weeks it's been okay I I actually came back from San Diego about a week ago, um, and it was great. We got to see another Padres game. They were playing the Seattle Mariners, um, and that was really fun. And then Kenny and I went out to Barley Mash. It was really fun. We actually really liked their flatbread there, um, and there are like huge chunks of cream cheese in there. I think that's really yummy and tasty. And then Sunday, we went to Brockton Villa, per usual. And then he also brought me to the aquarium. Uh, and then Monday, I left. It was kind of like a crazy three days. Or rather, eh, yeah, ish. Because I, on Friday night, I had closed down the lab and immediately went to San Diego. Um, so I came out of my shift at like 2.35 and then like booked it back home and finished up packing, showered, and then went straight off to San Diego um, at 4.30 a.m. And let me tell you, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. There are these little mountainous sections, mountainous sections, there we go, uh, that we had to drive through on the I-8, and people always zoom through them. And I don't know about you, but I like to take my time through these mountains because when... It says that you, when it suggests that you should drive like 50 miles per hour through these mountains, they're telling you that for a reason. Otherwise, you'll fishtail and then flip your car if you go too fast. And then these pissed off drivers always drive on the left because the trucks are driving on the right and they try to like pass me. They get all pissed off and I don't want to stress my car out way too much with the engine and everything like the engine beneath me is like roaring because you're trying to weave through these little mountainous sections at like what 70 miles per hour like everyone else and like also on an incline like it's you're not car's not going to be happy plus my car's like brand new so I want to take care of it and when you're going early in the morning literally no one's there and it was so nice not to have these fast drivers just tailing my ass and it's just one of my biggest pet peeves ever and then on Monday I left San Diego at 10 a.m and then came back at 4 30 p.m and then had an hour before I just booked it off to work so it was just got off of work went straight to San Diego and then left San Diego and I went straight to work um and honestly I honestly prefer it like that because it doesn't give me a chance to cry because Long-distance relationships is just very difficult, but it's also how you maneuver through um, long-distance relationships. Obviously, if you're not going to make an effort into actually talking with each other every single day, it's, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, maybe that's the reason why it's being so difficult or why it's so difficult for some people just because they don't have that, I don't want to say drive, I don't want to like bash anyone, but you know, a long-distance relationship takes a lot more effort than a regular relationship where you're living in the same city where your boothing is, like, what, a 10-minute drive away where you're just like, baby, come over. I can't do that with Kenny. I can't just be like, baby, come over. Um, so whenever we do see each other, it's a very grand gesture. It's a very thing. It's a, it's a very thing. It's a thing that's very planned out. And we... I feel like we do have a really strong relationship. We actually saw or stopped by one of his coworkers' places where he was working at a bar for the night. And he said that a lot of people go downtown and there's a lot of insecure people everywhere. And it puts a strain on their relationship because, I don't know, like everyone's stressed up. But if you're in an unstable relationship, 
um, the guy's gonna keep an eye out on the girl to make sure like she isn't eyeing anyone else and the girl's gonna get jealous and eye out for other girls that's eyeing her boo so it's it's just a chaotic dynamic but he um, apparently according to Kenny's co-worker he didn't see that in this and I'm really happy about that because I really want to have a relationship that I've always wanted to have and that, that I always looked up to and I definitely feel it with that I really do love him with my entire heart and I really do value him a lot maybe that's gonna be another episode because I talk about Kenny about our relation well I talk to Kenny about our relationship a lot about our dynamics what makes it right what we're struggling with and I think that's really healthy um the way we are going about this talking about what works in a relationship so we kind of had that validation of oh we're doing something right but also bringing up topics that challenge the other person's views but also respectfully for example oh when you say this it makes me feel that way not going about the problem like oh you're wrong it made me feel some type of way so you're wrong you shouldn't say that um but anyways before I say too much that's going to be an entirely different story um I need to get my debit card um changed or replaced and I have not done that yet so I kind of need to do that but I've been procrastinating on it and I felt so scared because it's very close to expiring um and my credit card like it's maximum amount is like it's about to get maxed out so I don't know I'm scared a a bitch is scared uh (laughs) um what else what else what else um yeah, I don't know. My my week has been pretty hectic. I've been looking at PA schools. I've been looking at apartments. Um, that's about it. I've been making Excel sheets for that. You know, adulting, uh, color coding things. I really, I always like color coding things. So far, I've made universities that require the GRE green, uh, universities that don't require the GRE, like a nice coral color, and the universities that. Requ- that don't require the GRE but require the Casper test like an icy blue color so it really makes me really happy when I'm <laughs> organizing stuff like that it's kind of crazy how some universities just do not accept the GRE and they kind of just see you uh for your abilities and statistics and your resume I like that a lot more just because the GRE is literally just the SATs on like steroids uh it's just that on cocaine it, it I don't it's not like I don't see the benefit of it, but it, I mean, like you can clearly see a student's strength and weaknesses in their ability to work through their classes, like through their transcript. I don't feel like you need to give them an essay and like a math portion and an English portion testing vocabulary that they do not use on a regular basis to determine whether they are eligible to enroll into your university or not. But you know what? That's just me. Uh, What? How many minutes are we on? Oh, we're in eight minutes. Okay, well, that's fine. I've been eating a lot of fruits and vegetables lately. I've been taking like weekly trips to Trader Joe's. And let me tell you, Trader Joe's is one of my safe spaces that I always enjoy going to. Their fresh flowers always tempt me. Right now, they have calla lilies and peonies out. And, oh my god, I always want to buy a bunch and bring it home, but I'm always scared. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just gonna rot in, like, the flower vase. And I... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. And I want to do a photo shoot with it, but I don't know what outfit to do it with. And it's just a whole thing. But yeah, and their snacks are so yummy. I highly recommend the Parmesan garlic and herb pita chips with the spinach and sour cream dip. That combo is unmatched on its own. I've been trying to get myself into fish lately, um, and that's been going pretty well. I am making a kale salad with Thai chili almonds, cranberries, feta cheese, and little pita chips with a lemon honey dressing with a seared salmon on top and it makes my tummy really happy. I like to speak out loud what I'm eating because I have I do have an eating problem. I don't think I have an eating disorder, but I do have a problem when it comes to eating where I'll take two bites and then I'll just be like, mm, I don't 
I don't like this anymore. I'm just going to stop eating. And then I also starve myself for like the entire morning. And I'm like okay with like not eating from what? Like 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And that's not okay. Like an iced coffee will fuel me for... That's like... Yeah, for like nine hours, which is not okay at all. Especially when I want to go back to the gym. Like you need something in your system. So I want to make it into a habit where I am having a constant flow of food into my system because I take great pride in my metabolism and if I keep doing like that it's going to train my body to process food in another way and it might come to bite me in the ass well I have to really have to alter my diet and alter how many times I eat within a day to fit my body's metabolism rate which I don't want to do because I I like the way that I'm metabolizing right now I guess (laughs) so um today's topic oh what are we on we're on 10 minutes oh i think we're fine i don't know i mean not much is going throughout my day i'm just stressed out um i got into a fight with my mom i wouldn't say fight with my mom but there's a certain dynamic that we have where i feel like she always needs to have the last say in whatever thing that we're discussing or rather whatever we're arguing oh and my neighbor from across is oh the lights were on and they're off i'm always so curious as to like who the fuck lives across us i know that there's two guys who sometimes goes into the kitchen but like they're barely there i don't know it gets it just they're very mysterious um and when one of them had their uh what's it called when one of them had their like I don't want like blinds open and their lights on. I could see like what's going on in their room. Not like to be creepy or anything. I just, you know, was taking a peek on what's going on in their room. And like it did not look decorated at all. Like it looked empty. Like I didn't see any bed sheets. I didn't see any like laptop. I didn't see anything. So I'm just like, are these like guys just renting an apartment for like funsies? Because it's kind of like a lot. I don't know about you, but like eight fifty for a small little apartment like this. Eh. It's not something that I would just spend money on for fun. But anyways, um, yeah, so my mom and I, we got into a little disagreement and I feel like she needs to say the last word in almost everything. And I feel like that's something that we need to work on together. And I think what we really, really need to realize is that I need to solve this issue with her. It's like her and I versus the problem instead of me versus my mom, which is something that I need to find like a good way to either a express that or b work through um and i don't like talking about this but i know that you know if i don't talk about this i won't ever face it so by saying this out loud it's recognizing that it's a problem and that's always a good first step to solving an issue is to recognize that it's an issue to recognize the problem, to recognize that there's something wrong with it. Uh, and I don't know. I just, there's, there's a lot going on. So, um, I think I'm going to move on to the topic of today's podcast and it is going to be about karma. Now I have been very hesitant to start this podcast episode. There's a lot of things I want to talk about on this episode, but it's karma in particular that I am very, I try to pull away from because I, although I'm grown as a person, there is still that deep-rooted issue on trying to air my business out on all social media platforms, which is definitely not healthy. It's being petty as fuck and it's being nosy as fuck. And for you to gather all of this information about people, about what people have done to you, and trying to put it all in a podcast episode, it's no different than having a story time episode and if I want to say that I've grown as a person I cannot display uh present this episode in like a story time manner where I say this person did this it made me feel this what do you think guys like it doesn't work like that and I can't just tell a story time and just being like well like I'm just doing this for context and this is the lessons that I learned from it and yeah yeah You can definitely say that that happened, but you can also say in a way where it 
focuses more on a generalized issue rather than this girl and like this is her backstory and then this is our entire friendship and like this is the lesson that I've learned out of this person with this particular personality like it does no like you're not learning and I have to admit to myself it feels really uncomfortable because I had a YouTube channel where that's all I did was to essentially just talk shit respectfully (laughs) or as respectfully as I could and where did that get me like not very I wouldn't say like very not very far but like not definitely not where I want it to be so this is going to be an ultimate test of my maturity and this is something that I will face and um, if I fuck up I'm gonna have to take a step back and it's all about self-discipline so without further ado let's get on to this episode about karma Now, karma is something that I really, really, really believe in. Um, Although I am not educated on the full ideology of karma, how it works, its derivations or um, the religious aspect of it, I do believe in... I don't want to say my own version of karma because I don't want to disrespect its roots and um, the culture that it derived from but I do believe in its generalized ideology that whatever you contribute to the world is gonna come back to you and so what is my definition of karma it's essentially what I said before which is whatever you bring into the world will be brought back to you and so people what did I say? People love to think that they're good. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, that's essentially what karma is. It's like a boomerang, you know, you throw it out into the, into the abyss and then it comes back to you. Now, people love to think that they are good people, but the question is, are you a good person? That's something that I ask myself every single day. Are you being a good person or are you just being a petty ass bitch hiding under the facade of being a good person by airing out your business on the internet? spoiler alert, you're fucking not. So (laughs) I literally have something here like do not explain immaturity um, because I don't want to get into a story time. And so people love to say, oh, I'm a good person. I do good things. Uh, But then bad things happen to you. There are certain things that make your life a teeny tiny bit more difficult than it actually needs to be. And people don't like to say that or face the fact that they have difficult lives. People love to say, I'm a good person. I do good things. I have good friends. I surround myself with good people. Why is this bad thing happening to me? And I think that including myself and others, a biggest flaw within ourselves is that we love to blame exterior circumstances on our problems. We don't particularly like looking at ourselves and say, I was wrong in this, 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 this. I need to work on this, 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 this. Because it's really uncomfortable. We don't like being wrong as human beings. We like being right. It feels good to be right. But sometimes there are just things that can make our lives so cripplingly just very wrong and just straight up not good for you that we don't like to admit because hello, we only like being right Um, or we like to be right. It feels good to be right. So we don't really want to face those problems or it's something that's really deep rooted into us that we don't want to face because that requires that requires requires a lot of digging um it's kind of like a hole that has been dug like really really deep and then you have to dig all that dirt up in order to like reach that treasure or like core or whatever you need to get and You're looking at it and it's just like, that's a deep ass hole. Like I do not want to dig up all that sand and all that dirt just to get this like small little thing. But that small little thing can actually make a big difference into your life. So at the end of the day is whether you're willing to look deep into your life and actually analyze who you are as a person um, or not. Anyways, I went off track. So, um... Something had happened uh, while I was in San Diego. Now, I did tell you guys a brief little story about a person who thought I called them ugly, la-di-da-di-da. 
Um, and I think this illuminates on karma very, very well. Um, because I think that it is definitely a, an example, a very prime example of whatever you bring to the world. Um, if it wasn't meant to be, you will definitely feel the consequences and effects of it. I think karma and consequences go hand in hand with each other, but I, I think there's like a slight difference to it because I feel like people think that sometimes karma is like an eye for an eye and the example that I'm about to show you is certainly, you know, it definitely proves that karma does not work in a manner where it's an eye for an eye. So I actually had, I don't want to say like, you know, the Gen Z terminology or like squash the beef, but I actually figured out who went into my room and like without permission and then just thrown the pack of cards there. And so I gave them a very nice phone call and said, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? And of course they said, because you called me ugly. And I said, where'd you hear that from? I never said that. Where'd you hear that from? So you're, you're, you're angry over something that you don't even know the full truth to. You're being angry over something that somebody else fed you. And you're being mad about something that you thought you heard without even coming to me first. So, you know, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense to me. And after reasoning with them... Uh, they had, of course I didn't see this person face to face because I was in San Diego and they're all the way in Arizona, but this person sounded very, like, not visibly, but like this person sounded very, very upset. They said, you know what? You're absolutely right. I've been feeling like a fool because I was being fed false information without confirming with you first. And to realize that that is the people that I'm surrounding myself with who are okay with spreading false information, feeding people false information to have this type of effect and consequences, I feel really, really foolish that I allowed that to happen because I consider myself a good person, but... For some reason, you know, I, I, I let this happen and I'm really sorry about it. And I felt like such a fool for trusting these people and allowing them to influence me in such a manner where it actually destroyed my connections. It obviously made me have a bad connection with you. It maybe made me surround myself with bad people having bad connections and it it's not good. So it... Um, it definitely illuminates on whatever you bring into the world. You're definitely going to feel the effects of it. You're definitely going to have it's, um, it's definitely going to be brought back to you because like in the example that I had illuminated on, um, if you know, you're willing to lash out on me over something that you've heard by someone else, that is false information being spread. That is a bad deed. It's not something that I particularly condone. Um, but, you know, no one likes being fed false information. It was essentially slander on my name over something that I did not do. That it's not something about my characteristic. And for a person to believe that and say, oh, well, you, you're, you are right. You are an ugly person for calling me ugly. You are a terrible, terrible person. And believing something that is falsely fed to them and then going out of your way to go into my room without permission and then throwing a pack of cards there out of anger, that's contributing something bad into the world. You know, I think it's objectively bad. I don't think it's like subjectively bad, but, you know, I don't, I don't particularly condone going to someone's room and like trying to like mess it up. Um, out of anger over false information that was fed to you. So obviously that was something that he brought out bad into the world. And what he received was feeling foolish, feeling a lot of guilt to the point where they were very, very upset on the phone when I had called them. That is your karma. That is your karma for allowing yourself to surround yourself with bad people who do that and when you find out the truth and figure out that maybe I'm not as bad as a person as you thought I was, 
you feel that you have made a really, really bad decision on trusting other people's opinions about me rather than making your own opinions about me. And this is what I mean by like an eye for an eye. Because obviously, if you're going to, like if what he did and decided what was best in this scenario was to go into my room, I don't think like the possibility of someone else going into his room because they quote unquote thought that he called them ugly is particularly high. You know, it's definitely not like an eye for an eye where it's just like, oh, um, you stole from me, so someone's going to steal from you. Or like, oh, uh, you bullied me, so someone's going to bully you. No, like there's consequences to your actions. And this is an obvious consequence of your actions where you essentially got what you deserved. Um, And yeah, I, I really hope that you that you learn from that. I wish you the best. I hope that this is something that actually everyone can learn from, um, is that you need to start making your own opinion instead of uh, depending on people to make opinions for you. And I wish him the best with peace and love. So, yeah. And I think that it applies for a lot of people in my life. It certainly applies for me too. Because I remember I was a fucking asshole back in like seventh eighth grade and I would believe about these lies about people I would start believing these rumors about people and I was doing what everyone else did was you know trying to get along with the popular people I I wanted to fit in really bad and I ended up not doing a lot of people good at all and by that I mean I did them like dirty um and whenever a rumor would like pop up, I'd just be like, oh, like what? And then I'd go to like another popular person and be like, did you hear this? Like, that's not good at all. Then you're just going to be known as a gossiper and no one wants to associate themselves with a gossiper. Otherwise, they fear that whatever they tell you, you're just going to spread around the entire school so no one wants to be friends with you. Plus, like you had a really bad temper back then and no one wants to be friends with an angry bean who constantly loses her temper all the time. And this has hurtful things to their friends out of anger. You can only blame like genetics or like your upbringing to an extent where you actually, until you actually have to start taking accountability for your actions. Um, and that's just one point that I have. But another point is that your karma was that you did not have friends because you were a shitty fucking person. And I'm willing to admit that. And I've grown as a person. And I'm re- actually really grateful that I recognize that as a problem um, before it actually worsened. Uh, into my adulthood but besides the point like that was your karma you felt like the world was out to get you you felt like nobody liked you but in fact like there were things that you did that did not make you a very friendly person that discouraged people around you to get close to you because you would hurt those who were close to you so that is the consequences of your actions. And so another example to this is that when you are undergoing a consequence, you need to understand why it happens. I mean, I feel like you don't need to, but if you want to grow as a person, you need to look at the consequences of your actions you can hide from them but that really doesn't help your growth at all in fact it's just going to regress your growth if anything because you're not willing to look at the consequences of your actions and you'd rather blame external circumstances for it and I feel like that's very very immature and I'm talking to this podcast like I'm talking to an adult because I have no idea how old you are. But my view is that whatever consequence comes to you, there's a reason behind it. There was a reason why I didn't have friends. It was because I had a temper. There was a reason why I got an F on my chemistry test. It was because I did not use my resources enough. There is a reason why my, I don't know, like 
my sister doesn't like me. It's because I stole, I keep stealing her pieces of cake whenever I'm in the kitchen. Uh, there's a reason why, I mean, like, honestly, like, you get the fucking point from here, but there's a reason for everything, and it's up to you whether you want to look at the problem and say, is this a problem with me, or is this a problem with the world, or is it just something that I have to acknowledge and accept the fact that it's just part of the universe universing, okay? There are many, many things that we cannot explain in the world, but consequences are going to come to you left and right and whether you're willing to look at them is going to be up to you you can't just sit there and just be like the universe fucking hates me I really don't like that it's one of my biggest pet peeves where people sit there and blame the universe for their problems but nothing that hasn't been said anymore any there's nothing that hasn't been said on this podcast Uh, I probably said this for like the last three podcasts And I think something that is a really good example to illuminate this is that just like essentially the bad roommates that I've had um, in my life. Did you catch that? I had to stop myself. Um, Where they reacted with immaturity and so my old roommate, now I'm going to try to digress now because this, I think this is a very dangerous territory and I really want to practice not slandering on anyone's name, not bringing up a story time, not bringing up anything. So I am just going to go through my bad experiences with my roommates very, very vaguely and I'm going to go straight into the, and straight into the karma, okay? And so... In my freshman year, um, which had like, I don't know, half a million uh, views, which was not eloquently spoken at all in my story times, um, there was a disagreement with the two of us. Essentially, this person did not exactly have um, their views that aligned with mine. Um, Essentially, she did not agree with the fact that I was sleeping around in college, um, and it was kind of a, well, to say the least, like a holier-than-thou type of complex, um, where she thought she was better than me because she was seeing less people, I guess, I don't, I really don't know what her issue was, but, uh, she would call me a hoe, she would cut up my charging cord, she would cut up my shoes, uh, she would call me a bitch, she would call me this, she would call me that, um, mostly a hoe, and then she was just being very passive-aggressive, and I had to, well, I tried to, like, sit her down and have the roommate, sorry, my RA mediate the entire situation, but, no, like, I I guess she just did not agree with that, and then that's where we're gonna leave for roommate number one. My second roommates was that I constantly had to tell them that they needed to clean up after themselves, and they would not. I would come home, and there was just pots and pans literally growing its own ecosystem in its sink, and... no matter how many times I would tell them like hey like please like just you know clean up after themselves it just never seemed to actually work out and that's where we're leaving it for roommate number two and then for this final thing um someone had went into my room and I was given suggestions to fix it by myself if I had a problem that they didn't see a problem with this at all just like just lock your room like someone went into your room while when it was my entire job to like look at those people and watch for anyone not go into the one room they weren't supposed to just lock your door I don't really care but um I'm gonna still invite those same people who turn a blind eye of this person going to your room and if you have a problem with that that's on you and you don't get to talk to me like that you don't get to talk to me like you're an adult only my parents can tell me uh, what to do and what is right and wrong, which is a real thing that this person said. And that's, we're going to leave it for roommate number three. Okay. So given those scenarios, they are all very, very different, but they have three main themes that I wanted to gloss over. Now I am certainly not a person who I deem is, you know, the most mature or, uh, just, you know, better than you, no, 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 we all have our, you know, strengths, and, um, what's another word for it, 
I'm just gonna say strengths. We all have well, we, all, we all have our different strengths, okay? And this is just a very different dynamic that obviously did not work out for various reasons. But all of them have a common theme where I tried to mediate the issue and it obviously did not work. Um, this also applies for many, many scenarios that I had in my life where I had to sit a person down and talk to them and say, what you're doing is not right. And they had a completely different respond from what was morally expected and what I had expected. And maybe that was my fault. Maybe I had such high expectations um, for people. Maybe I just have need to lower my expectations or have different expectations for people. Um, and... The thing is, is that karma really did come for everyone. Um, It came for the people who I sat down and it definitely came for me for the people who sat me down and educated me. Um, And I was immature, such as, you know, my mom sitting me down and educating me as to like, why you can't fucking talk to people like that in eighth grade and I said fuck you mom like I talk to people how I fucking want and guess where it fucking got you like you got no fucking friends because like no one wants to fuck around with an angry bean no one wants to be called like a bitch a a fuck like a cunt or whatever in like ninth tenth grade no one likes to be called that and that's why people don't fuck around with you and that's, I'm not saying that I, like, deserve the sadness from it, but, like, you fucking had it coming, and I really don't know what else to tell you. There's consequences to your action, and that's your karma, because all you did was bring negativity into the world. So what you got back was also negativity, because there wasn't an ounce of good that you did. Well, I feel like there was there was an ounce of good, but, like, the bad obviously outweighed the good and obviously whatever was brought back was also more bad than good um and that was just on me um so for these people who reacted with self-entitlement and immaturity when I had sat them down um it could go one of two ways where there could be an analysis of one's actions and I'm trying to phrase this very carefully because I want to like say you need to look at your actions you need to like figure out why you're wrong you need to figure out that what why you're a piece of shit no like this is a mature podcast and I've obviously grown as a person so after discussing what happened to me I'm gonna I'm gonna discuss uh, how the roles essentially have reversed because for almost like when I was going through my angsty phase my mom was essentially like and other people too were the main ones who sat me down and said your behavior is not okay and so now as an adult I have encountered people who reflected that um, who I don't want to say have less maturity but I guess don't know how to react maturely yet because obviously when you react with self-entitlement that that's not very mature behavior and that certainly wasn't mature behavior when I reacted in such a way so obviously I'm anyways bottom line is that the roles have reversed and now I'm going to be talking from a Uh, a teacher's point of view essentially like a person who sat a person down and said your behavior's not okay after I was that person so anyways I'm going around in circles um (laughs) so the thing is that you can only do so much you can only sit a person down so much before you have to let go and say whatever karma has for you I really hope that it's something that you can handle um, and that you need to be the bigger person in it and that you just need to walk away from the situation because energetically, it's very draining. I don't feel like you need to push and have the energy sucked out of you over something that is not going to yield very successful results. 
and if they want to react in a way where nothing gets solved like don't you fucking worry like karma's gonna get to them but like you can you have to approach it in a manner where you do not fucking care about them because it's not your fucking job to make sure that their karma comes to them and i actually realized that at like 2 12 a.m yesterday where i actually magically forgave anyone and everyone who have done me wrong which is really weird because everyone says like you can't just like snap your fingers and realize uh that you need to forgive everyone in your life or like you can't just snap your fingers and reach uh inner peace you know optimal inner peace but apparently that's a theme in me but anyways, um, oh yay, we're at 40, sec- uh, 40 seconds, 40 minutes. I think it's going to be like a longer than usual podcast episode and I am very happy about that. So, um, yeah, so what was I talking about? Anyway, oh yeah, it's not your job to make sure that they get their karma. Karma will come naturally to them. And I feel like that's a mistake that many people make, that they, they're they just like, wait till karma gets to you. Just wait until that fucking karma gets to you. Just you wait until that karma slaps you in the face. Karma's a fucking bitch. Like, you're not God. You're not, like, are you trying, you're literally trying to play God and make sure that this person will feel bad and realize that what they did was bad. But what if they don't? And then you just set your expectations up for disappointment, um, which is a topic that I'll touch in a second. So if you cannot get to a person and explain to them why their behavior is wrong, your job is done. You did the best thing that you fucking could. Because I had sat down my roommate, all of them, and said, your behavior is not okay. And these are the reasons why that it's wrong. And this is why I do not agree with them. And if you are going to look back at me and say, fuck you, you're a hoe, or like, no, I'm not going to clean up my dishes, or no, I don't care that someone went into your room, like, go lock it. If you have a problem with it, like, go fucking lock it yourself. It's not my fucking issue. Well, then there's consequences to your actions. I'm not going to sit here and say karma's going to get to you, or like, karma's a bitch, because it's not my It's not my job as a person who sat down and educated you and patiently explained to you as to why you were wrong to expect karma to come after your ass and just like fuck you with a butt plug, okay? Not my issue at all because here is what's going to happen if you do not get along with each other and let's just you know use this roommate situation as an example when you have a disagreement with your roommate um a lot of people tend to think that it's going to explode into something really big or you're just gonna have this tense air in the apartment or in the dorms for as long as y'all are there there's two paths to this And I think what people don't particularly realize is that I don't want to say that it can always get worse, but it's important to consider all aspects of an issue. So using this as an example, having someone sit down and explain what you did was wrong and patiently explain to you and educate you as to why your behavior is just morally wrong not just like in their opinion that it's wrong it's just morally wrong it's one of the best scenarios that you could possibly have out of this situation and if it doesn't work out they'll just like ignore you and just like you know what you live your life I live mine I think that's one of the best situations and disagreements that you could possibly have the worst situation that they could possibly have is that it will literally spiral out of control. You could room with someone who is greatly more immature than you or matches your maturity, no tea, no shade, but you know what? For someone to react immaturely, um, you are what you attract. I don't know what else to tell you. But 
it could always be worse where you get into a disagreement and you say clean up your fucking dishes and they said no I don't fucking want to and it goes into a whole argument and then the next day when you do your laundry you find out that they stopped your cycle halfway through and threw fabric dye into the washer and that all your pots and pans are gone every utensil in the kitchen is gone they went into your room and now you got a bed bug infestation they put nair in your shampoo they put lice in your pillows they i don't know like melted all your plastic plates they took all your cups and said fuck you bye they realized that you were dependent on some of the appliances let's just say microwave blender and toaster oven they packed all that shit and skadoodled out of the apartment and now you're sitting there in an empty apartment and just be like what the fuck happened so that's what's gonna happen um that just you know I'm just giving different scenarios and the thing is is that I walked away from all of those scenarios I don't know how but I I guess I just did um, I walked away from my room, my first roommate, I walked away from my second roommate, and I definitely walked away from my third roommate, and I said, this is simply not worth it, I cannot win this arg- argument with you, whatever point I put on the table, you have swiped it off and said that it's an invalid one, and obviously this is not going to work out, and I'm just going to literally leave you alone and have you walk your own life. And I cannot say that it ended very well because when I pulled away, their first reaction is that, ha ha, like I won, like Anne walked away, Anne was weak, Anne is, you know, vulnerable, ha ha, like I won this argument. But you didn't learn anything from that. There wasn't a lesson that you took out of that and recognized where was the issue? You just saw that I was being a difficult bitch and left it at that. So obviously, when you don't recognize the core of the issue, and I'm not going to say that it was this person's fault or that person's fault, but there was just an issue. And if you do not recognize the core of the issue, it does not get resolved, obviously. And you're, it's going to progress and exacerbate into your life until it actually starts affecting your personal life. So for my, let's just say for my old roommate, I walked away and she might have thought that she won, but obviously nothing was resolved. So she still thinks that calling people a bitch, a hoe, a slut, uh, this and that is okay because she thinks she won that scenario with me. She thinks that, oh, Anne walked away. I won the conversation, haha. So in order to beat people down, it's okay to like call people bitches and hoes if I think that they're a hoe. And obvi- that's not gonna, you're, no one's gonna like that. So then it might affect your future roommates that you room with. Like, are you gonna call them a bitch, a hoe, a slut, a this and that? Like, talk about them on Facebook, talk about them on Snapchat. And then what will happen there? I don't think like all four of them, let's just say, are going to like sit you down and educate you the same way where I sat you down and educated you. You could have those same people sit down and educate you the same way where I have, but they're not me. So you could also have them mess up your stuff, you know, put fabric dye in your laundry. They could call all of their friends and then beat you black and blue just because they can. There are people like that. And so I don't feel like people, and myself included, needed to go through that unnecessary route to realize that something in ourselves that was so easily changeable could have been tweaked and changed a long time ago so we as people do not have to go through these troublesome experiences period like I I see that as like a journey to San Diego you know like I'm driving from Tucson to San Diego you take the I-10 then you go straight on the I-8 and you're there in like what five and a half hours But what I was doing was that I was going all the way to New York, 
then Oregon, and then Wyoming, and then all the way to San Diego. Like, that's a lot of unnecessary money spent on hotel, food, gas. That's a lot of mileage and stress put on my car. You do not need to go through that. All I had to do was to look at the map and say, you know what, those mountainous regions are gonna be a bitch, but you know what, it's the shortest way there, and it's gonna put a lot less stress on me and Humphrey, which is my car that I do not need to go through, you know, what, like 50,000 extra miles just so I could avoid that one specific mountainous region, just like I didn't need to lose an unnecessary amount of friends where I felt an unnecessary amount and magnitude of sadness in order to realize that you can't call people bitch. You can't call people fuckheads. You cannot call people cunts to their faces. People don't like that. And that's not very nice. <laughs> ah, I got very, very passionate about that. And so there are consequences to your actions. And so I... And I did say I was going to point on how karma works and that you can't play God. Um, That is true because you as a person, that's still wishing ill will on a person to sit there on the sidelines and, you know, uh, look forward to the karma that is coming towards this person. And I'm still trying to figure it out by myself on how to reach ultimate inner peace. But, oh, I just caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and my posture. I can't, I gotta say, sit is not fucking it. I look like the hunchback of Notre Dame. Um... So that's still wishing ill will on them. That's still saying, oh, well, I, I can't wait until the karma gets to you. I can't wait to see what karma has in stock for you. I can't wait uh, for you to experience the, what karma has in store for you. Why the fuck do you care? Why did I care? Because I had a friend who did me incredibly dirty. I don't particularly appreciate what they done to me. I'm not going to get into it. Um, because I'm a grown-ass bitch and I'm not going to ponder on why or why did this person do the things that they did, okay? They're out of my life and out of mind, out of sight. So I had a friend, okay? Had a friend, wasn't very nice to me, did not appreciate what they did to me end of story and this person was very visibly upset on social media because I had not unfollowed them and I guess which was my mistake uh, on social media so I would genuinely see what they had posted and I would get mad at them and I'd just be like why am I getting mad at them and it was because I saw that they were quote unquote, I don't want to say like thriving, but they weren't bothered over what they did to me. And again, like that's the wrath speaking. You were not happy that they were not remorseful of what they did to you. That is playing God with someone's life. You can't just sit there and say, I wish you feels bad. I I hope that life uh, fucks you up because you've definitely fucked up mine. And what if they don't? What if it doesn't come for them? What if the karma that came to them was not what you expected? And then you got your hopes up for nothing. And now both of y'all look foolish. Like I said, karma is never an eye for an eye. It is a consequence of your actions. These are good and bad consequences. And for you to still be invested into someone's life like that, it is not healthy for you. And I think in order to reach ultimate inner peace is that you just should not care about them and I know that it's easier said than done but everyone realizes at their own pace and it also 
you know, like if you want to give it a shot, you'll try to work towards that. Um, Because when my boyfriend first said it, like, just don't care about them, I got frustrated and I said, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Like, just not care about them? Like, how do you even go about not caring about a person who did you so incredibly dirty? And he said, well, like, why do you still follow her? Why do you... Every single time she posts something, you grumble about it being like, I can't believe she didn't, she she looks like she's smiling. She doesn't look a tad bit remorseful for what she did to me. Why do you still have her in your life? Because even though you may not be seeing each other in a physical sense, you're still seeing her Instagram posts. You're still seeing her Twitter. Why do you still care? So I said, you know what? You're absolutely fucking right. I should not care about your, I, I should not care about you. And what you did to me is a learning lesson that I can choose to process or not. And as soon as I set that mentality, let me tell you, I'm not saying that, you know, I, I live in this very, I, I don't want to like jinx on anything but the remorse came through and it's not because I manifested it but as soon as I let go I finally felt inner peace and it just coincidentally seemed like this person was starting to feel remorse over what they did and I I'm a firm believer it was because karma and life looked at me and said, we are not going to give you the satisfaction of this person feeling remorse when you feel like it, when you want this person to feel remorse, when you want this person to feel bad about what they did. Let it go and good things will happen to you when you fucking let go. And I let go. And everything, I don't want to say falls according to plan. But when someone does you dirty, I'm just saying, you look kind of glowing when they look kind of remorseful. And that when they feel remorseful, it feels really great that you feel absolutely nothing at all. You don't feel happiness that they feel remorseful and you don't feel sadness that they feel remorseful. You simply acknowledge that they're not part of your life anymore and it is so great. So what had happened was that this friend, she was still bad mouthing about me behind my back and said, no, I I don't, I don't go out anymore. I don't hang out with anymore, taking a lot of great pride into the fact that she no longer associates with me. And after hearing about that, I started getting really mad. I was just like, you know what? I can't fucking wait until you show your true colors to everyone around you. You show your true colors to your boyfriend. You show your true colors to everyone you associate yourself with because they're going to see the type of person that you are and everyone's not going to like that. And guess what the fuck happened? Nothing happened. Because I was like as sick as it is. I was essentially looking at when her downfall would come and that shit never fucking came. Because you know why? Life said, you ain't God. You are not a goddess trying to fool around with this tomfoolery that you have going on, okay? You look like a clown. You cannot dictate people's lives like this and, you know, prey on someone's downfall when it's convenient for you. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, that shit's toxic as fuck and we're not going to give you that satisfaction. And so after a couple of months later, I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to be a happy-ass bitch and I'm going to be prioritizing myself first and then I saw this little random ass tweet not saying that she deserved it I'm also saying God's timing is always right but a tweet that this person had really resonated with and it was a tweet that said I'm so lonely you know how do you make friends in a pandemic and like I'm so lonely everyone's leaving me um and I can't get friends I can't make friends with anyone and I looked at that tweet and I felt absolutely nothing and I can say that with absolute confidence that I felt completely neutral and I said that person is gone and that is illuminating and emitting a lot of clownery uh vibes energy if you will that you are willing to take great pride into say fuck Anne fuck Anne's parties fuck Anne going out and then losing your friends due to your poor behavior. 
like I said, an eye is not for an eye, like it's never an eye for an eye, but it definitely illuminates on karma and karma's timing and how karma works. Um, now, the, what, how much time are we on? Ooh, okay, we're at an hour. Um, my last point is that the biggest revenge to have on someone is to be happy. I'm pretty sure everyone has heard it a million thousand quadrillion bajillion times that the best revenge to have on someone is to be happy. Now, let me explain a little bit. If you are going to go about this world a bitter bitch, planning everyone's revenge, planning on the revenge on people who did you dirty, you ain't looking good, sis, at all. You look bitter and you still look invested into their lives despite having a falling out. You still look invested into something that is dead, long gone, dead as hell. And obviously, that's not growing. That is stunting your growth, if anything, because you are investing a type of mindset that you had when this person was still in your life. You're not trying to elevate your mindset into a higher level of consciousness where you are working without them, where you are working, uh, where you are not really working, but like viewing that the bad things that they have done to you as lessons, not things that you deserve, not as things that you don't deserve, but just as lessons to learn from in the future, living in the present instead of regressing and saying, I can't believe that this person did this to me and just living in that moment. And I definitely see that with a lot of the people that I had to cut ties with this year because our mindsets absolutely did not align and they absolutely did do me dirty and I don't particularly, again, appreciate what they did to me. I can grumble about it and just be like, I can't wait to make a story time about you, but is that growing? Say it with me. And oh, no, it is not growing. It is still staying the fucking same. And you cannot be doing this at 23, especially when you want a professional job. Like, can you imagine me as like a PA or like in PA school, even with my job right now, like as a lab technician, still grumbling about something that happened in middle school because I got to make a YouTube check. Really? Nah. So Anyways, uh, I have grown as a person and in order to be happy, you have to let go of the things. Whatever karma has for them should not fucking matter, should not fucking matter. And let me fucking tell you why there. I'm sure there are people out there who are angry over the things that I did to them in eighth grade. Okay, there are people out there angry as hell at me in ninth grade when I called them a hoe, a bitch, you know, spread false rumors, uh, you know, told false rumors and then spread those false rumors to other people. But I've grown as a person. Obviously, if someone out there is still preying on my downfall, I don't know what else to tell you because I like to believe that I contribute good into the world. I try to refrain myself from talking bad about people such as in this podcast, I stopped story times because it was a toxic mentality. I am willing to be wrong. I embrace humility now. I embrace not being always right now. And that is something that I've grown into. That is something that is something positive that I'm willing to embrace into the world. I opened up a podcast so I can illuminate on what I need to work on and embracing an open mind. And obviously, uh, you know, there's, I don't feel like there's bad consequences to embracing humility and practicing having patience, kindness, and an open mind. Um, And that is going to benefit me definitely more uh, 
um, then it is going to bring me harm. Uh, what am I talking about? I feel like I had a point. Oh, yes, preying on someone's downfall. Um, yeah, so I've definitely changed as a person. Um, and so if you are preying on someone's downfall, you never know what karma is going to do to them. Because for all you know, they might have changed for a person. And then what? Again, you're going to be disappointed because you set a standard of karma on them that you expected based on your own experience with them. It should not matter whether they lose all their friends because they're a bad person or gain good friends because they realize how much of a piece of shit they were when they were friends with you. It should not matter because why do you still care? They are out of your life, out of mind, out of sight. So with that being said, you do not get to dictate someone else's karma. And the biggest and the, what's it called? The, what? I'm trying to, the biggest revenge to have on someone is to be happy and not give a fuck about them. It does not matter whether they have bad karma or good karma coming after them, okay? People have the ability to change. Maybe not when you met them, but people have the ability to change. And it should not matter what you think they are deserving of. It should not matter what you think that they should get when it's convenient for you. So, with that said, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast episode. It has definitely been a doozy. Um, it's definitely uh, something that I struggled with for a while, um, but I have mostly embraced. Um, and yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy. Um, don't forget to stay hydrated and eat your fruits and vegetables and I will see you in the next episode. Bye!